Once again, I don't know what's going on with this app, but we're, I'm going to continue. Uh, make it a little short now. But we were just talking about this teenager that won and lost. Uh, you know, the school was uh, did the right thing by kicking her off the team but not suspending her because that is the violation of First Amendment rights for saying the F-bomb. But I want to say what I was going to say before I got cut off. But this is what I was going to say. Now, imagine if the school was ordered her to be back on the team. So, imagine that she got permission or uh, was granted to be back on the team and she got to be varsity. That means somebody from the varsity cheerleading squad is going to be kicked off or downgraded to a JV. And that means that girl or uh, the girl or the boy have worked their asses off to do the tryouts on the varsity uh, varsity cheerleading squad and lost. Lost everything that they worked hard for. So it definitely wasn't fair that she got what she got uh, from his levy. You know, she lost and got promoted to stay on the JV team. It's still part of a team. You're still representing the school. And, you know... This man, same thing for the boys and the girls for any tryouts. They don't make it, they don't make it. And if you're part of a team, be happy with that. If you're still on the same team, like the JV team, or and you didn't make the basketball, uh, make the varsity basketball team, or the varsity football team, or varsity soccer, just be proud that you're still on the team. Because it's not just about you. You know, you're doing something that you love, and you're also representing your school. You're, you got friends and family that are proud to, to watch you. And now me, I'll say this. I wasn't a football player. I wasn't a basketball player. And I played baseball. I played soccer for my youth years. But for my schools, I didn't play no sports. But I actually got to do something that I loved doing. And that was me being me. And I was friends with everybody. I was in, you know, I was popular and I was popular friends with everybody, and including the unpopular, because I didn't see it no different. I saw us as one people, and uh, I'll say this: you know, I didn't play no sports, I, but I broadcast games. I broadcast the girls' basketball games. I broadcast the boys' basketball games. I was on the football team down at the field, and you know, I, I was called the biggest cheer fan at the. <laughs> I've had, I can't still say it right, but I'm still the biggest cheer. Nobody could take that away from me. Nobody could because I was proud to be a Northridge Raider in my hometown of Middlebury. You can actually ask Ashley Sanders and Bree Allen on that because they would tell you I was cheering loud. And I and they know I was proud to be a big fan of my school. But through the years, I, I broadcast the basketball, soccer, tennis, got, I did it all. I had every sports to go to. I was proud of it, and I was honored to do it. And nobody could never take that away from me. You know, even though I might not have been popular to everybody else's point of view on that, because they're like, well, you're just doing stats. To me, I was living my dream. I was living my dream, even though I wanted to broadcast for NASCAR. Who knows? Still hope someday. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, I got to live my dream as being a sports broadcaster. Got to do it live with my good friend, Mike Ganger. He's a good guy. 
and it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of great fun doing it. I was enjoying it, and uh, there was many, many good moments I had as a as the broadcaster. You got to see it, and you know I got to call the fouls and uh, the saying the hey, the cheer, the fans are hearing it. The fans are loud. Uh, we called the gymnasium at my old high school the Madhouse, and I called it the Radier Stadium in the football field. So that was pretty cool, and. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you this. In my freshman year, uh, when we had a reward ceremony, I had one of my coaches, uh, Mike Austin, uh, who I looked up to. Him. I was actually happy to face him. And his uh, other coach, uh, Mr. Shamrock, uh, that was really cool because they were my coaches when I was a freshman from varsity and JV. And we got to face them when they were coaching for Concord uh jv and varsity of my senior year and it was really cool i got to see one of my old teachers which was his wife she was my old teacher when i was in middle school which was really cool to see that and got to broadcast the games um and it was good memories good memories and, you know and this young lady takes that away from anybody or took that ruin it for herself i don't know what she's doing and I can't say that's going to affect my business, affect my life. Uh, hopefully she uh, does better and doesn't do the social media thing again like that. Use it for a good thing. Yo, do it like I'm doing. You're, you're saying what you want to say and not get in trouble with it. You're giving out your opinion. But if you are cheerleading for your team or for your school or you're saying uh, or for you're playing for your school, you don't say F school. You don't do that. Because, one, you're disrespecting yourself. You're embarrassing yourself. Now, if you want to say it privately, say it privately because get your emotions out. Or say it to somebody. But don't do it on social media. Don't do it on social media because it, it will not get you nowhere. Not even close. It just might embarrass you. And, and it don't get Because then it, they can actually say, well, wait a minute. So if we... We have you try out. If you train out for this team and I don't make you, are you going to say F the school did or F the cheer squad or F the basketball team? They can do that. And they can hold that against you. And that's a fact. But it is now almost officially going to be Friday. We got to do a couple other things here. We got an FBI case. No missing cases. Everybody knows uh, we're up to date on that one. But now we actually have we got two missing we got two cases to talk about here tonight for the FBI. Uh, this is actually an old one, but it was updated. Randy Stewart Dor- uh, Doran in New Orleans, Louisiana, on April first, nineteen seventy-eight. This is still a missing person. He was twenty-two years old at the time. He weighed one hundred sixty pounds, five foot eleven, blue eyes, brown hair, male, white. Darn has a scar on his upper lip. He also had an extra uh, vertebrae in his spine. So in 1978, this is the story. Ronnie Stewart Darn left his family in Los Angeles, California residence in early 1978. And his communication with his family members was in early April 1978. 
When he called in and stating he was working on a shipping dock, possibly on the SS President uh, Riverboat, New Orleans, Louisiana, prior to his disappearance. He sent a postcard to his aunt for New Orleans saying he was doing fine. He, he was never been hurt from again. Dorn was known to hitchhike, traveling across the country from California to Florida. He was a U.S. Marine Corps, uh, Corps, uh, Marine Corps veteran. And avoid. There we go. An avoid guitar player. He liked to write short stories and poetry. He also carried a small pocket Bible with him. Fingerprints are available for compromise for confirmation and DNA from family members and his uh, codads. Conrad. I think co- is that codads? C O D I S. I would say comrades, but it's not. So they do not have the number, but Louisiana. So please call the Louisiana Police Department if you know anything, or Semenitim in the FBI saying you know something of what happened to this young man at 22 years old in 1978. Also, in murder victims in California, Sean McCollin, McC- uh, LaCroix Brooks, Nigerian Nego. I am not sure how you really spell that, so I'm going to say that. I'm going to spell it. N-G-U-Y-E-N-N-G-O, Nahima Lewis, and Andrew Henderson Jr. By the way, for the Mr. Lewis, this is how I'm going to spell it. N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H, then you got Lewis. The MEI is offering a award up to $20,000 for information leading to in the rest of these cases. West Oakland, excuse me, in West Oakland and which in Richmond, California, 2005 to 2011. The FBI, the Oakland uh, Police Department, and Richmond Police Department are asking for the public's help with identifying the suspects responsible for several homicides in the west side of Oakland and Richmond, California. The murder date back to 2005. And involved in the following cases of Sean McDonald and LaCroix Brooks were shot and killed on January 27, excuse me, June 27, 2005, in Ripley Avenue, Richmond, California. Mr. Nar- uh, Nargo was shot and killed in April 23, in 2009, on 45th Street, Oakland, California. Mr. Lewis was shot and killed in June 11, 2010, on Athelius Avenue, Oakland, California. Andrew Hudson Jr. was shot and killed on April 13, 2011 on East Street in Oakland, California. San Francisco FBI is needs your help, and so does local law enforcement need your help. 415-537-400. Somebody knew something that knew the person or anybody that was responsible for their deaths. Those guys, even if they had bad records, they did not deserve to be shot and killed in cold blood. They definitely deserve some justice so somebody can put so their families can put them to rest, finally live at peace. But it's Friday now. Well, almost Friday. I'm getting off here. I'm going to call it a night, and I'll see you guys on the next.